Obama trade might be the tipping point towards world government. It hit a snag this week, but it's not dead yet. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And the big news this week, on my radar anyway, was that the Democrats derailed Obama's fast-track trade authority for the Pacific trade deal he's working on. What happened is a little bit of a procedural thing. The Senate, who had originally also voted down fast-track authority, so don't give up yet, I and I mean that in a bad way, I don't want this to happen, but it did fail in the Senate first time around, so this thing is not really dead yet. Uh, but what the Senate did, it passed like a two-part bill. One was included this idea that... Uh, or extended a provision to give payments to people who are labor that's negatively affected by this. And the other thing was to give this fast-track trade authority to Obama. So both pieces of that have to pass for Obama to have fast-track authority uh, that has to pass in Congress. So when it went to Congress, the Republicans split it in two parts because they thought it would definitely fail the other way. And the Democrats... Uh, got ahead of that and actually voted down the kind of welfare provision, even though they liked the welfare provision, because they knew it would kill the whole thing. So it was a little uh, tricky, uh, but they did it. And then Boehner, so the Republicans are really behind this, which is pretty disturbing because it's a secret document. It's reported to be 800 pages long, and they call it a free trade agreement, which makes no sense because... In my libertarian world, a free trade agreement would say no tariffs or quotas between our countries. And that's it. One sentence, not 800 pages that nobody knows what's in it. So the Republicans are pounding the table for this. But I think that's irresponsible. And Boehner told Obama, go home, get your ducks in a row, and we'll try again, <laughs> you know, Monday or Tuesday. And I, I, I'm speculating here, but I think the only way that could really work is if if the reality is the labor unions are holding this deal up because they're holding out for something and maybe Obama just has to go back and negotiate with them and then they tell the Democrats how to vote. I don't know, but that's the only thing I can think that would really could turn this around because the vote was overwhelmingly against it from the Democrats. So, so the, so it's not dead yet. And I could, you know, I could go through all the details of, and I, and I, I'll highlight some of the really scary stuff, but Jeff Sessions, who is the Republican senator from Alabama, he sounded the alarm on this thing to his credit. And I noticed before he had really been flabbergasted when Leon Panetta was sitting in the Senate defending the his belief that they that he had the authority to basically level Libya by going to the U.N. or other international bodies. And Jeff Sessions was just dumbstruck you know that that he would uh not recognize the sovereignty of this country and the authority of the congress and the senate so this is jeff sessions thing he's also the chairman of the subcommittee on immigration and the national interest so i think not only is this like not a free trade deal i think it's the tipping point to world government that it sets up mechanisms for a an authority above the United States, which our government doesn't have the right to give that authority, but unless we fight it, we kind of if you acquiesce to it, it just it just kind of happens like the way the UN treaty 
ha- has such a profound influence on our laws and, you know, like what Leon Panetta, he just recognizes it as, a, as an authority. So this is how Jeff Sessions put it in a nutshell. Uh, he, ca- he said TPP, it's the Trans-Pacific Partnership, calls for the formation of a permanent political and economic union known as the Trans-Pacific Partnership Commission which will have the power to issue regulations impacting not only trade, but immigration, the environment, labor, and commerce. He goes on to say, by adopting Fast Track, Congress would be formally authorizing the president to finalize the creation of the specific union and will have surrendered its legislative prerogatives. Before a word, line, paragraph, or page of this plan is made public, Congress will have agreed to give up its treaty powers. So it's got more, he says, in effect, one of the most sweeping international agreements seen in years will be given less legislative scrutiny and process than a post office reform bill. But that's that's in a nutshell what the problem is here. It's actually what they call a living agreement, a living agreement. So you ratify it or Obama signs it or whatever, and they can add laws to it later that that our representatives have no oversight over. And it's also called a docking agreement so that other countries can just latch on. So there are 12 countries in it as it stands, and everybody gets an equal vote. I mean, it's really crazy. And you, you might, I saw all sorts of celebration, you know, all over the people who were against it, uh, that this failed. Uh, not, I, I'm not sure it's failed even in the short term. Like, I, I don't know if Boehner and Obama can pull this thing out, but I'll tell you, they've been working on this treaty for six years just on the language of this particular thing. Lobbyist corporations have been in the room online uh, crafting this thing. Legislators, our representatives, are allowed to maybe go into a closed room, not bring any notes out with them. It's really sick <laughs> and uh and that that these our representatives so-called are supporting it is really just gets my goat but it's not only that it's been working uh they've been working on this for six years to me this is the culmination of 40 years of effort if i had to put a name on the entity identify one entity that is most responsible for this particular approach it would be the Trilateral Commission. And I'll tell you why I pin this on them, even though, you know, I haven't followed the trail or anything, but it's just self-evident that's this is what their goal has been. What the Trilateral Commission set out to do when it was established a little more than 40 years ago was uh, they looked at the three, the trilaterals, like three pillars, Europe, North America, and Japan, and later, Japan, the Japan sphere of influence in the Asian countries. So those are the three pillars. And within those, the goal was to infiltrate institutions to get like uh, educational institutions, labor unions, corporations, anything that didn't have democratic representation. There's a trilateral commission book called The Crisis of Democracy, where they identify that democracy. And I hate to use that word because it's. I acknowledge that we are a representative republic and all that kind of stuff. But what they were saying is they want to make it so that the government, the policy makers and the policies are not answerable to the people in any formalized way, the way they are now with votes and stuff. So if you get them, everybody kind of beholden for their livelihood 
on non-governmental organizations or whatever, like schools and labor unions and uh, even infiltrate the churches, then you can get stuff done and people can't really have no ability to fight back. So by infiltrating the institutions and all the, the countries, individual countries, they can kind of normalize laws. Uh, the, what they want to do is uh, then make the regions themselves, the EU, you can see it. Asia has ASEAN, A-S-E-A-N, and other organizations. Uh, North America has effectively a North American union. You know who wrote the book for the Council of Foreign Relations on the North American Union was Ted Cruz's wife. So when you listen to these guys who say, oh, don't worry about this, nothing to worry about here, nothing to see here, dig in a little bit because these guys are kind of outing themselves, in my opinion, as globalists by supporting this deal. So what the Trilats wanted to do and did is normalize the rules in these different places, regionalize them into these three regions, and then, and I just think of it just like when you are changing gears in your car that what you you want the engine and the wheels to be going at the same speed so that when you release the clutch they just mesh together and and keep going so i think of the trans-pacific partnership agreement as well as the ttip which is the atlantic version of this which fast track authority would also apply to i think of them as like the clutches so releasing the clutch of the tpp would allow the north american and the pacific uh, the Asian pillars of the trilateral uh, framework to mesh together. Same thing with the Atlantic. And then as they come together, uh, you have this, this basically, it's a government. It's a government that does not answer to the democratic processes within the nation states. And as, a, as an American citizen, I mean, I'm a hardcore libertarian, but I look at this as uh, really violating national sovereignty, which in uh, the case of America is my sovereignty as a citizen. Most other countries don't recognize the power of the state is derived from the power of the sovereign citizen. I think it's true everywhere, but only in America. That's the American exception, really. Only in America does the government recognize that. And that is why I I care about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But I also, I recognize that as a libertarian, I have very strong opinions in favor of free trade. But I look at this document not as free trade, but as privileged trade and worse. So I want to get into a little bit of uh, the the idea behind free trade. Some people don't like it anyway because they fear they will lose jobs um, and that won't outweigh the impact of getting free stuff, you know, or, or cheaper stuff. You know, it's a balancing act. Some people just think of it pragmatically rather than as principle. But I want to know your gut feeling on this. I mean, do you uh, get the sense that this has got broader implications? How do you feel about just uh, this NAFTA free trade in general, how it impacts you personally, your job, your pocketbook? I want to have that discussion uh, coming up 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We're talking about free trade in general, but in particular, Obama's Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership and the Fast Track Authority that he wants. And the Senate voted to give him, but Congress voted against yesterday. 
So that's going to go back. Uh, John Boehner is doing everything he can to get Obama fast track authority on this Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership, which is an 800-page agreement that is definitely under no circumstances, in my opinion, free trade. And it's, I think, like only a quarter of it or something is actually addresses trade at all. So that thing is, I'm sure, a ticking time bomb. But and I want to get into some of the details of that. I just I'm just fascinated by the fact that all of these regulations, all the power that this trade deal would give from what we know about it, which we're not allowed to read it. Another in a long line of pass it first, read it later. But that that we you know, I I I. I've said many times, I marched against Obamacare three times. There were tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people with me in Washington. And Nancy Pelosi laughed when she got it passed because she knew it subverted the will of the people. And she got off on that. It was, she couldn't hide it. It was crazy. And that's, that's how I feel that even I I would say, oh, we've got a call to action. And I, and I did post something on my Facebook, uh, uh, an article that has a link to click if you do want to contact your representative to stop this. But it feels to me like ultimately we really don't have the control. We're not going to stop it. We have lost control of our processes here, democratic, republican processes, both from like their response to us, if it's if it's absolutely an overwhelming response, like when Kerry wanted to just shoot a few Tomahawk missiles into Damascus for the children, you know, that America rose up as one and made it very clear that we were not going to have that. And and it didn't even go to a vote. But so if you really got out there as like an emotional, strong reaction at an event that slaps you in the face, yes, but what they do is they wear you down. So when Edward Snowden came out two years ago, everyone was up in arms about the surveillance. And what happened the, a couple of weeks ago? The USA Freedom Act passed and institutionalized exactly what we had been upset about. They just wear us down. And uh, they use this thing called incrementalism, where they understand that socialism and fascism as revolutions freak the people out. But if you just slip it in, then you can get a lot more accomplished. So I'm worried about that. I think we're losing control. And these kind of agreements actually delegate control to a foreign body that we have no power over. I mean, am I... Wrong and being afraid of this? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, talking about the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership, also called Obama Trade. I want to talk about the bigger picture, which is what this is really all about. The convergence of East and West world government. I'm not kidding. Like, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's this is these are the conspirators. It's called the Trilateral Commission. But on the face of it, when I see Obama and Boehner shoulder to shoulder, uh, I think, you know, hide your wife, hide your kids. Like, this is not going to be good. 
And I know that uh, it's not in the interest of the constituents. I mean, it just can't be. And actually, I would evaluate it and give you my educated opinion, but it's a secret. It's an 800-page secret that's supposed to be a free trade agreement. I don't buy it. I don't buy that it's free trade. But my uh, the big picture for me is that uh, this I'm talking about the Trilateral Commission, even though it sounds like super conspiracy e. But this is what they are there for, and it exists, and people belong to it. Ashton Carter, Susan Rice, um, Kissinger, Rockefeller, Brzezinski, George H.W. Bush was part of it, even journalist Gerald Seib, David Brooks, which is the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, the American Enterprise Institute, uh, Brookings Institution are associated with this. When you've got people on both sides of the spectrum, you got to figure they're working for somebody above them. You know, the org chart does not stop with the left and right at the in D.C. It stops somewhere higher than that. Uh, and one thing that if you th- if you think that this is just alternative media stuff and conspiranoia, I have a quote from Barry Goldwater. So I'm an extreme libertarian. The Republicans are basically neoconservatives now, which is they've given up on uh, a strict adherence to the Tenth Amendment, civil liberties, uh, defensive wars. They pay lip service to fiscal conservatism, but they don't even deliver that. Barry Goldwater wasn't a libertarian or a neoconservative. He was a traditional conservative. He was the Republican nominee in 1964 against LBJ. He uh, was a senator, I think, straight through the 80s. And in 1979, he wrote a memoir called With No Apologies, because he got a lot of flack for basically losing everything for the Republicans forever. You know, 1964 was the turning point. Uh, I think that's a little hard on him. But let me read this quote from from him from 1979. He says, the Trilateral Commission is intended to be the vehicle for multinational consolidation of the commercial and banking interests by seizing control of the political government of the United States. The Trilateral Commission represents a skillful, coordinated effort to seize control and consolidate the four centers of power, political, monetary, intellectual and ecclesiastical so your government your money your educational institutions your churches you i'm this is just me talking you can see this in the eu in that i think it well it's probably in reverse order but they're doing it right now and uh what the trilateral commission intends goldwater goes on to say is to create a worldwide economic power superior to the political governments of the nation states involved as the managers and creators of the system, they will rule the future. This is what Barry Goldwater said in 1979, and it was totally consistent with what those guys were saying and with what's happening now. So I don't think these were uh, insights that that these bright thinkers had. I think it was a plan of what they were going to do. Um, I uh, am going to go, I want to hear what you have to say, 404-872-0750 and 1-800-WSB-TALK. Also, you can tweet at me or go to my Facebook at Monica Perez Show or MonicaPerezShow.com. I'm going to go to Alan in Atlanta. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica. Hi there. I'm just trying to figure out uh, why I spent all that time in the military defending the freedoms and, and that of, the, of, of this country. I mean, that- this, is going to, this is going to reach a point where if it gets passed, 
all our trade agreements will be negotiated through the world court, like we've done really well with that bunch of people. Well, Alan, how long ago did you serve? Uh, 1976 to 1980. And at that time, did you smell a rat or not? Oh, of course. I mean, Jimmy Carter was in office at that oh, time. Oh, right, right, right. I, I hate to say this, but I, when people ask me where I'm from, I told them I was from Alabama. It was oh, terrible. <laughs> funny. Well, that Jeff Sessions is from Alabama, and I have to say, I mean, I can never give a politician the benefit of the doubt, but at least he spoke out against it. I mean, uh, yeah, but, but, but I have a feeling this yeah. is going to be a very bad deal for, for the United States. I do mean, you we're going to say, put why? quotas on how much oil we can do, put quotas on how much uh, uh, wheat or corn we can send other places. I have a feeling that we're going to get quoted to death by this agreement. You know, yeah, I looked at NAFTA to see what what these things really look like, and it's just pages and pages of line items and uh, very specific micromanaging. And to me, a free trade agreement should be the opposite. It should just I say... Business. No, I want something, yeah. I want something let's trade. Yeah, and and I would even take it further, which a uh, uh, as a libertarian, and this is going to get into some economics, some theory that I'm going to get into during the show, but I would even say real free trade, you don't actually have to have an agreement. You can uh, just say unilaterally, I don't do tariffs and quotas, and if you want to bankrupt yourself by dumping stuff on my Soil, we'll find other stuff to do. We'll make computers and movies and stuff, and you can send us shoes for a dollar a pair and free us up and bankrupt yourself in the process. I mean, that is the true libertarian's view. So, um, but, and if you look at the actual argument with shoes, where almost all shoes come from China, and that's a result of free trade, it actually isn't a result of free trade. We gave China most favored nation trading status. What we're talking about here is trade privileges. And that's no good because China did not have to be the the um, the megalith, the big uh, kahuna so fast if we had let all Asian countries or all poorer countries with lower wages compete for our goods. But we gave the most favored nation trading status. And that's serious. I'm going to Brad in Gainesville. Hi, Brad. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I listen to you uh, pretty much every week, and I don't agree with a lot of things that you say, <laughs> but I do agree about the tri- Trilateral Commission, and I was in the service the same uh, time as the uh, last call yep, was Alan. only. I, I stayed in until 83. But the question I have is, if Boehner is the Speaker of the House and the representative of the Republican Party, what in the hell is he doing siding with Obama? I know. I, I, that's why I feel like they're both reporting to the same guy, and it's not us. You know, it's not you or me. It's, I don't know who it is, George yeah, Soros, I mean, David Rockefeller. Like I, had, I haven't liked Boehner for a long time, and I am a, I am a Republican. I'm a conservative Republican. But, uh, I, you know, I, I just don't get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like those that there's been a, uh, I've smelled a rat with this. For a very long time, because even when it comes to fiscal conservatism, which I think we all agree, you know, any anyone from Republican to conservative to libertarian all want small government. These guys mm-hmm. in office, they never really deliver it. So I think right. they're lying to us. You know, they don't really mean to. 
And I and I I've talked about this before. I wrote an, an article, a review of a book by Irving Kristol, where he talks about um, a conservative welfare state. He talks about the fact that Republicans need to, like I think I'm quoting him, get over their small government bias and establish big government programs that will give them real power in the world. I mean, that's what their that's their real playbook, and and it's in writing. Yeah, well, they're they're losing the translation and the uh, or they're losing the idea of the United States in the translation. Yes, I agree, and I also think that they're losing the support of the people. And I, and there are two reasons they really don't care about that. They really control the electoral process. It seems to me, um, not only like really on the ground by decide picking and choosing who's in the primary, but I don't really think that who we want ever has a chance because of how they control it. But they also know that they've, that the legislative process, the, the separation of powers, it's all going away. When you have bills that say, pass it first, read it later, or you, you'll have to pass it to know what's in it. That's just a, a mockery of representative government. And because they can count on that, look at these these so transparent mechanisms they use. And and what do we do? We talk about it, but what can we really do? I'm going to Michael and Marietta. Hi, Michael. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I have no idea how in this modern age and day of the Internet, the people can't just look this stuff up themselves. I don't understand, like, how Hillary Clinton... Is going to be the Democratic nominee. I don't understand how she's probably going to win because she's probably selected by the Bilderbergs, just like they. I don't Obama. think she's going to win. I don't think she's going to win because I don't think the Democrat machine wants her to win. I think that really? she's too independent for them because, and that's why they screwed her over with Obama. Because she's always had that machine, she and Bill, where they have their own power. They wanted them to fall on their swords for socialized medicine, but they didn't because they wanted a second term. And I think that made them untrustworthy, which is why all this stuff is now coming out in the mainstream. But I want to address your other point, which is why can't people see through it? And this is what I think. This is what I think. The mainstream media, I, it's, it's definitely psychological, but when I read an article in the Wall Street Journal, the New, rarely read the New York Times, but anything like that, it's almost always anonymous sources, people without the right to comment, stuff you can never follow up on or verify, no documentation, no evidence. Sometimes the words actually contradict the picture in the article. I've seen that myself. So, uh, but what they've got us to think is that we can assume that what the mainstream media is telling us, but if we read alternative, we have to have all sorts of documentation, dismiss it unless they can really prove it and just shrug it off. That's the mindset. And if I feel like if we could flip it, because you said, why don't people just read the internet? Because they, you know, they have no faith in it. But if we could flip that or even just make it uniform, say everything you read in the mainstream media, you have to demand uh, a reference, a source, a name, a document, evidence, even that the narrative holds together, we don't even demand. Uh, But but Monica, I just don't understand by how now people haven't caught on to this. I mean, you know, back before, you know, you know, the the internet was all, you know, up all up in arms about the Bilderbergs and the Trilats and all this stuff. You know, I didn't know about it. I thought people that talked about it were kooks and schizophrenic and all this nonsense. And then I looked it up myself. It's not hard to do. And it's so obvious. Did you, do you, are you familiar with the expression cognitive infiltration? No, no, I'm not. Let me tell you what that is. Cognitive infiltration was an idea come up with by... 
Cass Sunstein, who was like Obama's information czar. And what he said was what we need to do is infiltrate alternative websites, websites that have these other uh, uh, information in them and just insert weird things that will make people doubt the truth of what they're reading. So it's mostly true. And then you put something weird in there, like I read once, totally interesting article, and it said, and Michelle Obama's really a guy. Like, she has two children. Like, that's just not true. So, you know, they, just something like that. So then I just dismissed the whole article, the whole website even. And it's and it's that kind of stuff that they deliberately, intentionally make it so that busy people who have to pay a lot of taxes and work very hard cannot just don't have the time to sift through it all. And I'm not sure I'm convinced that that's going to change anytime soon. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. One, two. I am the Libertarian on WSB. I have some uh, a prize pack for you. Um, also, want to let you know the temperature uh, right here outside the studio is 87 degrees. There's a low of 72 tonight. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And I want to give you the weekend prize pack. A pair of tickets to see David Gray and Amos Lee in concert on June 24th at Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, produced by ASO Presents, and a McDonald's $25 gift card. First person to call 404-741-0750 gets that. And I do have time for Mark in Douglasville. Hey, Mark, you're on with Monica. Hey, hey Monica, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, it, it now takes both the husband and, and wife working to keep the standard of living up and uh the, the government now controls the monetary system and has been for many years by taxing and inflation and you you really don't have a chance uh your sovereignty has been been taken uh by these monetary and taxing authorities we have no sovereignty i think it's on purpose i actually think the basic fundamental reasoning behind progressive taxation is to neutralize the professional class anybody who starts making money think of how many people are not pulling a ron paul that guy went to medical school and and he said he had no loans like his wife worked to get him through it now could you imagine leaving medical school leaving your doctor's career with all those debts you could never do it so the most educated people the people who could accumulate capital and pull a ron paul are totally neutered by all the systemic that's a good point i i've i've observed that myself yes and any anybody that comes along like him is made out to be a fool and uh, uh yes so mocked we we've gotten into uh monitoring phone calls in the internet it's just really destroying this yeah and and it's funny because yes you are mocked whereas the caller earlier said i can look this stuff up on the internet i know you're right i got the barry goldwater quote i have the books i have the trilateral commission books people say oh you're conspiracy theorists like no there's a conspiracy it's a fact it's not a theory and it's not even really a secret they write books about it it's nuts I want to continue this conversation. I've got a gal who wants to talk about the New World Order. This is right in that area. And John wants to talk about Bill Clinton and NAFTA. I have some insights and parallels about that. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Papa's got a brand new 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.